0: Okay. Oh, wait. Let me just catch my breath for a second. Hey, guys. My name is Jemima, and welcome back to the Diary of a Jesus Kid podcast. If this is your very first time listening to this show or hearing my voice, welcome. I'm super, super excited that you can join me today. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. And thank you so much for sticking with me throughout all of my inconsistency I feel like it's becoming a routine for me to just like go whenever I want to and then just come back and give some excuse as to why I was away for a while and so I'm not going to do that today and (laughs) let's just pretend like I've been here all the while okay okay perfect thank you anyways I do not know if you saw my Post or my teaser audio type thing on what we're getting into today like if you didn't see it that's fine but pretty much what I said there and what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks is we're going to be talking about love and (laughs) coincidentally like I'm sure you probably hear this on Valentine's Day so yeah (laughs) obviously we're talking about love Anyways, so what, how we're going to approach this topic is we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 13 because, you know, it sums up pretty much everything that love is. And then we're going to like look into the life of Jesus and see how Jesus showed these qualities as described in 1 Corinthians 13. So, for example, we, today we're talking about love is patient. And so we look for a scenario where Jesus was patient and then we just talk about it and see what we can learn from that yeah so I'm super excited for this one and I hope you are so yeah let's just get right into it okay so before we get into anything today I feel like it's super important to read first Corinthians 13 just so that we can have like the right context to approach this from so I'm just gonna give a quick summary to like the first three verses It's really an essential read though, so I do encourage you to go back and read and meditate on this passage and just, you know, see what the Holy Spirit has to tell you about it. Okay, so pretty much this was Paul speaking, and he was saying, like, if he could speak every language on earth and even speak like the languages of angels, and he didn't love people, he would be like a noisy gong, or it would pretty much just all be noise right and he also said that if he had the gift of prophecy and if he understood all of god's plans and had every knowledge like for example he could see the future like he had the mind of god literally so he could foresee and foretell everything that was going to happen in your future like you know how these fortune tellers quote unquote do or say they do i don't know anyways he said if If he also had faith that could move mountains, like literally move mountains, it would all be nothing if he didn't love people. And this one is the one that actually struck me the most because he said, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, like I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Like he's saying it would have all been useless if he didn't love people or if the motive behind all of this wasn't love and it's kind of tricky when you think about it because jesus told someone um, in the bible i can't remember exactly where it's from but jesus told a guy that you know he was like i've done this i've given to the poor i've paid my tithes all of that like what do i need to do to get into what else do i need to do to get into the kingdom of heaven?" and jesus was like are you like dude? is that what you really want and he was like yeah sure and then jesus was like okay go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and like come and follow me and he was like oh that, like he couldn't do it because it was too much he had too much riches but now paul is saying that even if you did all of that and it, you sold everything you have and you you know that should be seen as an act of love right But Paul is saying that if you do all this like it's like performance, like your heart in your heart, you do not love this person or you didn't have love in your heart or it wasn't because of your love for the person that you did these things, it will all be a waste. So yeah, that's just something weird. I guess I didn't have to go that deep, but like, yeah, (laughs) that was what like hit me when I read it. Okay, so now we get into the actual tea. So verse four says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. <laughs> that's that's like the deepest one for me. And then verse six says it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse seven says love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And I'm going to stop at verse 8. And it says, Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. So that's really like packed. It's so like it's not something that I feel like you could rush and just like get it right. So we're just going to start from the scratch. We're going to start with love is patient today. Okay, so I googled the meaning of patience just because I wanted to be sure like I'm not mixing words or I'm not, you know, going off point as much as I can. And I got like a very interesting response from like Google and it's the last part of this definition that actually struck me the most. So here it is. Patience is a person's ability to wait something out or endure something tedious without getting riled up, like getting upset. And this other um, definition says, having patience means you can remain calm even when you've been waiting forever, or dealing with something painstakingly slow, and pay attention to this one, or trying to teach someone how to do something and they just don't get it. Now, (laughs) hearing that, you know, like reading the definition of patience, obviously, you can see that this was the whole of Jesus like he endured the cross he never complained you know he took all of that all the shame and you know knowing the kind of person knowing like who he was like a whole son of God you know being treated this way he never like got upset by all the things that were happening to him and even if he like if he even did for example like let's assume Jesus like was upset at some point for like all the things that happening to him like unjustly like i mean it would be justified right but jesus was not like that and that's just by the way anyways i know you've probably like acknowledged jesus like patient endurance and that's like the first part of it and we'll definitely get into that one in more detail in like coming episodes but the aspect of the patience that i want to talk a little bit about today or mostly about today Is the patience in teaching. And I'll read that um, definition again. It says, having patience means you can remain calm when trying to teach someone how to do something and they just don't get it. Now, I want to talk specifically about Jesus's patience with his disciples. Because, I mean, even if I wanted to, like, if you wanted to talk about, like, with the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know that these people were just like fault finding. They didn't actually want to gain any knowledge. And it's just shocking that Jesus even replied all of their answers. Because I guess if it were me, <laughs> people that know me know like I'm very I could be very like snobbish. So I I just wouldn't answer you because I know that I mean you don't actually want the answer and you probably even know the answer or you maybe you think you know the answer and you just want to they were literally just wanted trying to make him slip trying to catch him like unfresh quote unquote so they couldn't get that so yeah that's by the way i totally digressed a lot but i'm sorry anyways now see okay so we're going to be looking at three different stories um the first one is jesus feeding the five thousand the second one is Jesus reading the four thousand and the third one is like another story aside those two so yeah they're three because they're strongly like all tied together and you see how it all like come together right but yeah let's just talk about those and it's really important that you stay with me while i read through these passages as quickly as i can and i do encourage you to go back to read them for yourself because i feel like there's just a lot and me to just rush through it like there's a lot you could the holy spirit could teach you in those passages so please 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 go back to read them but yeah let's just get right into it okay the first one is matthew 14 13 to 21 and i'll start as soon as jesus heard the news he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone but the crowd heard heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. And verse 16, Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. And then verse 17 now says, but we have only, like this was disciples speaking, but we have only, five loaves of bread and two fish and jesus said bring them here then he told the people to sit down on the grass jesus took the five loaves and two fish looked up toward heaven and blessed them then then breaking the loaves into pieces he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people they all ate as much as they wanted and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers and verse 21 the last verse about five thousand men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children i'm sorry guys uh i have a really hard time reading i don't know english is hard but anyways the second one is matthew 15 verse 32 to 39 and this is jesus feeding the four thousand. and he says then jesus called his disciples and told them i feel sorry for these people they have been here with me for three days and they have nothing nothing left to eat I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way then verse 33 the disciples said where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a crowd and i don't know about you but me reading this like this was literally just a chapter away so i mean definitely it was close together so i'm like so there was none of the disciples that could have thought like (laughs) <laughs> big g like g hey jesus like you did this thing last week like do you think you could do a do-over like do you think this could happen again okay <laughs> anyways verse 34 says jesus asked how much bread do you have and they replied seven loaves and a few small fish then verse 35 so jesus told all the people to sit down in the ground exact same thing happened there was leftovers and stuff okay so now first of all, let's just like pause for a second and just think about it like if i were to be jesus like at that point i'll be like because i feel like jesus was obviously testing these people like are they going to know are they going to remember like what i just did or are they going to like have faith in me like trust in me a little bit and just you know know that and someone will just be like bold enough to say like oh jesus um you did this thing last week like would you be able to do it again like we have seven loaves this time around or you know somebody even coming up with the initiative like oh jesus we have seven loaves and um a few few fish this time around it's even more than we had last time like do you think you could pray on it again and you know bless it so we can have enough to feed these people you know so it was just it was just very funny to think that, okay, they forgot so easily. But here's what even is like the most shocking part. This is Matthew, Matthew 16, verse 5 to 12. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Then verse 6, Jesus said, Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then verse 7, at this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread so now in their minds they were like you see i should have brought bread and you know i just imagine like peter and like john they're like having a back and forth like i told you we should bring bread and and the person's like well (laughs) it was your fault that we forgot it and we didn't bake some and all of that you know and verse 8 was like jesus knew what they were saying so he said you have so little faith why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? So again, I say, beware of the yeast of the fed Pharisees and Sadducees. The verse also says, then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees okay oh wait let me just catch my breath for a second okay so that was like a mouthful but see the important point and like what Jesus was saying is that like just imagine if these people actually like realized okay Why are we bothered about bread? Like, Jesus is obviously not talking about bread because, I mean, he has been in a business of, like, reproducing stuff. Like, he'll just take the little and, like, multiply it. So, obviously, he can definitely even make bread, you know, when we have none. And aside for even this bread um, miracle, like, obviously, they've been with him through so many other miracles. So, they, they should obviously know by now that, okay, this is a person, like, this man has so much power, like, we are with the son of God, and even prior to this, they had this moment where they all realized, like, okay, this is the son of God, and I guess this um, chapter, later on in this chapter, Peter also had that revelation as well, but, you know, even when Jesus walked in the water, and, you know, they finally got in the boat and everything, they all Understood at that point that this truly is the Son of God. So, I mean, if you had like the Son of God in your midst, you should not be worried about the fact that you know you don't have bread. Like, obviously, He could provide, He is a provider. That's what He does. So, Jesus is like, Don't you understand? Don't you get it? Like, you've been with me for so long. Is this kind of I've taught you these things already? Like, you should know by now that I'm not concerned about all of that because I can do it, I could provide for you. You know he said the last verse says then at last they understood so jesus is this kind of like i just read that verse and i was like wow you know jesus is the kind of person that is willing to wait till you get that at last moment like he's not over in heaven like rushing you to like understand these things like you know hurry you should know these things by now you should have read the whole bible by now or you should be a like prayer warrior and you should be speaking in tongues by now you know he's willing to like walk you through every step and help you even if you don't understand and like stick with stick with you till you understand until you you know come to like understand everything that he's been teaching you and you know it's just so amazing that we have such a patient teacher as a as a father you know because i mean (laughs) i don't know about you guys but I was really shocked because personally i feel like i'm this kind of person like i don't know if it's sarcasm but i I guess my (laughs) anyone that's close to me can testify like i can be really impatient sometimes and like you ask me a question like i assume like you should know these things like i remember my sister asked me like i think two days ago like where something was and i was like think about it there's only like one place like I'm sure you know where it is like there's only one place it could possibly be and there's only like one place we keep it and just think about how easy it would have been me to just have told her like oh it's over here you know but i i have zero patience or zero tolerance for those type of questions and it's like you know the host was like telling me you see you gotta watch it you get like and sometimes after i'm like saying those things afterwards i'm just like why did i have to do that like i could have just told her straight up from the onset like oh it's right there i did not have to you know drag it for so long but jesus and you know obviously that was not how jesus was jesus was willing to help you as many times as they didn't understand and this is not even the only instance that you know jesus was like oh don't you understand yet like and he made them understand he did not just say oh you should know this or he did not you know assume that oh these people know it like they have been with me they get it but he didn't assume that they did or i mean he obviously even knew like they did it (laughs) i guess but he's not a kind of god that would just you know tell you something once and just like okay you should know and that's it no and i guess i resonate with this thing more because anytime i think about like patience in teaching i remember like my high school experience like there was this particular teacher we had and i'm not even saying this to like bash him or anything because i genuinely like really loved him and he was one of my favorite people Uh yeah so this scenario always comes to my head where like he was explaining something and you know this guy barely even explains he just like he assumes that we know stuff you know in the class so one of my classmates was like excuse me sir i don't understand and he just went off like he was like what he was literally yelling and chasing her like around the class i know if she hears this like and i think anyone that was in my class that like hears this will be able to tell me like who it was right so she was he was literally like chasing her around the class and she was like you know yelling and everything and it was so funny to all of us and we're like can you like just relax like it's not even that deep you know He was like what do you mean you don't understand like you should know this thing like you're in ss3 and it was this kind of like you're in like grade 12 you're in like final year you should know these things and there was just a lot of assumptions with like especially in our studies because they're like oh you should know this thing i'm assuming you know and i guess we even see that in even in like college and like in university your teachers will be like oh i'm assuming you learned this in your high school but jesus is not the kind of person that assumes that you know stuff he's willing to teach you stuff and help you out till you understand he's the kind of um math teacher that will explain and explain and give you like different you know scenarios and you know even with the parables he was all the parables are essentially you know saying the same thing they have the same like underlying message but he was willing to give them like the variety like hopefully like you know maybe they'll get one of them you know he gave us so many different teachings so many different perspectives Of the kingdom of heaven, and you know, but one of them should at least like resonate with you, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just this is just my way of saying, like, we need to learn to be patient, especially when it comes to things of God, because everybody's not on the same wavelength as you. And it's something I've come to like understand and like realize, like, everybody's not going to share your beliefs or like know. (laughs) quote-unquote know as much as you do so especially when you're sharing like something with like somebody that doesn't know about christ and you know you cannot be it's not about like what you know and you know paul said it in the intro of first corinthians 13 and he was like even if i had all of the knowledge if i didn't love it's all wasted it's all nothing you know so it's not about me knowing oh my so much because i guess there was a time, and I'm saying this because I fall short a lot. And you know, I remember there was a time that I was projecting that this kind of like I know more than you type thing. And I was talking to like some of my friends, and it was like, oh, I know this thing. Oh, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure it's this way. I'm pretty sure. And it was about you know something Bible related, and you know that's a matter for another day. But I actually realized that I was wrong at the end of the day and you know i just felt so bad because like why you know and i wasn't even trying to say from a place it wasn't coming from a place of love it was coming from like i know more than you or you know that kind of and i guess it's like pride sort of like seeps in to that kind of you know attitude because you're not willing to hear people you're not willing to listen to other people you're not even patient in listening to other people yeah because I know, especially like I was just buttoning it. I'm, I'm not even letting you land. I'm like telling you what I think I know, but I think this is it. And it's like, can you just relax and just listen to what I have to say? You know? So it's just that the patience, I guess, is just one very broad topic. But I'm just like bringing your attention or like our attention to the teaching aspect of patience. And for you, it might not be this, it might just be like, how do you relate with that person that, for example, you go to a restaurant and there is someone in front of you that is just like ordering like so slow and it's taking forever. And you have like an appointment in like the next couple minutes and you just really want to grab like a sandwich and just like run. And, you know, and this person is taking so long. How do you relate to that person? Do you love the person? Are you patient? Are you willing to like wait in line you know are you how do you relate to the person in like they're driving so slow on the road and you have somewhere yeah you have to go but the person is just so slow are you going to be patient and like just you know taking it easy or are you just going to like start yelling and honking your horn and like cussing the person out you know so it's just these little things I guess for me that we can incorporate into our lives and you know this little act of patience if it's today for me because I know that I need to be patient in listening to people and that's something I know that I want to work on so for you it can be being patient in patient with God even because nobody likes the waiting period like nobody likes to wait I do not like it I honestly detest it because in my head I have a plan like you know i go to high school i for you it may or may not be to like go to college but for me it was like go to college graduate get married you know have kids have a good job you know everything is going and you have like your timeline but when god makes you or situations and stuff happens and you're like falling short it's like oh i'm at this age and i'm supposed to be in this place and god this wasn't the plan but you're not patient to wait on God. And I guess I could go, this is already going on for so long and didn't even expect it to be this long. But I guess so many people in the Bible were patient, patiently waiting on God, even through suffering. Look at Job, look at Abraham, you know? Different, like you could go on and on if you actually want to look for examples of people that were patient in suffering, in the waiting, you know, with God. And I guess there's just a lot that God also wants to teach us in that waiting period and i guess if we're not too like impatient and too hasty in our decisions i guess that we would understand and get everything that jesus is trying to teach us in those periods where things are not happening as planned or as fast as you would like them to be so yeah this is just my encouragement for you today to just learn to be patient learn to be patient especially with people you know be patient in situations as well but mostly with pe with people because that is how you show love that is one way that you show someone that you love them and especially like today's like valentine's day so i mean show someone love by being patient with them being patient whether it's your friends to just like be a listener and don't be too quick too hasty to like say your mind like listen to the person and just you Know, let someone know that they were heard and they're acknowledged, and they're like whatever they say, it's like you know, you heard them pretty much. Yeah, so I feel like I'm already rambling a lot, so yeah, let's just close this with a prayer, real quick. Okay, yeah, okay, holy Father, I just want to thank you for today. I just want to thank you for your child or your son or daughter that's listened to the sound of my voice today, oh God. And I just thank you for keeping us thus far. Thank you because you've been the perfect example of love. The love that never changes your mind. The love that is patient. Love that is kind. Love that doesn't give up on us. And the love that endures all things and ultimately you endure the cross for our sakes and oh god we just want to say that we just want to say thank you today and we do not take you for granted and forgive us for all the times that we've taken your love and your, your grace for granted oh god and lord we just ask that you teach us how to be patient how to wait on you how to be patient listeners how to be patient with people and how to not be hasty oh god because you know that there's a lot of work you have to do in our lives so god teach us now this week to learn the act of patience the act of waiting on you and trusting you that ultimately you have our best interest in your heart oh god thank you heavenly father for answered prayers for in jesus name i prayed amen okay thank you so much guys for listening today i mean you took our time like if you're listening on like today like February 14th today Um, you took on time from your like maybe busy schedule to listen to this and so i really appreciate you and i hope you have a good day and the good the best week and i really want to hear like your stories of you know you being patient or like if you're taking up the challenge like be patient i would love to hear like your encounters with you know people (laughs) i guess So yeah, um, until next time, uh, I love you with the love of Christ. Bye!